0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five
1: dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, pumapodcast. In the face of government's war on drugs, meth production is rising throughout Southeast Asia while street prices for drugs are dropping. More later on this report from the UN Office on Drugs and Crime, which was released just this week. A water crisis in parts of Metro Manila puts the spotlight on an infrastructure project that had been proposed a long time ago It has been delayed, now government wants it expedited. Let's talk about the Kaliwa Dam, its past, present, and future. The latest surveys say an overwhelming majority of Filipinos are satisfied with the Roterte administration. As we observe National Women's Month, it is worth noting that government has gotten excellent public perception marks even in terms of women's rights, but how well really is the government doing in this regard? The European Union has an Earth observation program called Copernicus, and its impact and applications are very much relevant to Filipinos. How exactly we will discuss? Yan po ang headlines. I'm Robbie Alampay. Puma podcast. It has been almost a week since water interruptions gripped the capital. Manila Water, one of the two concessionaires for Metro Manila, is blaming dwindling water levels in La Mesa Dam. Manila Water itself says they have very limited options to solve the mess. The most immediate one is to induce rain that will hopefully replenish the water supply in La Mesa Dam. But the longer term option is to hasten the construction of alternative water sources like the Kaliwa Dam. Now, you've been hearing this term, Kaliwa Dam, and you've been reading about it in the news. Ano ba talaga ito? At if it is so important, then why hasn't it been done? Our correspondent Janine Magandayao is here to help us understand.
3: Robbie, as we mentioned before, La Mesa Dam is part of the Angat Ipo La Mesa Dam system that supplies more than 90% of the water needs in Metro Manila. Manila Water says El Niño has been drying up La Mesa Dam, which is their emergency water source. I repeat, emergency. They're not supposed to be drawing water from La Mesa Dam in the first place because the main water source for Metro Manila is Angat Dam in Bulacan. But MWC says, the allocation they're getting from Angat Dam is no longer enough to service all of their clients. So they rely now on the Mesa Dam to cover the deficit. So,
2: kulang na yung tubig from Angat to cover the demand from residents of East Manila, which is the area that Manila Water Services. They need alternative water sources. How does Kaliwa Dam fit into that picture?
3: Mm, the Kaliwa Dam project is supposed to be built at Infanta Quezon. It was conceived under the Aquino administration. And according to the MWSS website, Kaliwa Dam is supposed to be part of the new Centennial Water Source Project. It's composed of two dams, the bigger Laiban Dam and the smaller Kaliwa Dam. Both dams will draw water from Kaliwa River and from the Kaliwa Canan Agos River Basin. The MWSSS is really a redundant dam system that will cater to Metro Manila's needs. At the same time, it will also serve as the backup water source in case of disasters.
2: So, Aquino administration project pa pala ito. Bakit hanggang ngayon wala pa?
3: There were a number of things that were changed, kaya di namobilize agad yung project. Bidding for the 18 billion peso kaliwada was supposed to happen in 2015. May two pre-qualified bidders pa ngang na-identify and the project was supposed to be completed by next year, 2020. Ang problema, yung NEDA ipinasok yung DPWH as co-implementer of the project. So, biglang nagkaroon ng bagong mowa na kailangang pirmahan to accommodate that change. Kung hindi kasi ipapasok yung DPWH, hindi mapupondohan in full yung project kasi maki-reach ng MWSS yung debt ceiling nila. That change alone pushed back the timeline for the project by two years.
2: So around 2015, 2016 yun ang nangyari. 2019 na, this project is really long overdue. Bakit naman napasok ang China sa eksena?
3: Yes, long overdue na talaga yung kaliwada. In fact, it faced another setback nung pagpasok ng Duterte administration. Under Aquino kasi, the Kaliwadam project was supposed to be funded under the PPP or Public-Private Partnership scheme. But when President Duterte came along, the funding scheme was changed from PPP to ODA or Official Development Assistance, and the primary donor is China. So 85% of the 12 billion peso project cost will be covered by China, and the rest, yung 15%, will be covered by MWSS. Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez says, bidding for that project is already underway. If construction starts this year, Kaliwa Dam will be constructed by 2023.
2: Maraming salamat, Janina Magundayaw. A new SWS survey says 76% of adult Filipinos are satisfied with the Luterte administration. That is as of December 2018. Out of 17 issues, like helping the poor, fighting crimes, and eradicating graft and corruption, respondents gave the administration the highest grade in promoting women's rights. Now, there is obvious irony here, given President Duterte's rather crude statements and jokes. He has been criticized here and abroad as a sexist and a misogynist. But looking past that, what has government done in the field of protecting and empowering women in the Philippines? Let's ask our correspondent, Trisha Aquino, who has been following this issue. Trisha, objectively, are Filipino women in fact doing better today?
1: Robbie, let's look at the latest numbers from the Philippine Statistics Authority. Focus lang tayo sa performance natin in terms of the Sustainable Development Goals kasi maraming binabantayan ng PSA. So yung isang target is to eliminate gender disparities pagdating sa access to education. As of school year 2017 to 2018, 1.4 million girls ang nag-enroll sa tertiary education compared to 1.1 million boys. Mas marami rin batang babae ang nakakakomplete ng high school.
2: What about eliminating violence against women and girls? I know that that is also part of the SDGs.
1: Well, 13% ng mga babae na 15 to 49 years old ang nakakaranas ng physical violence. 5% naman sa kanila ang nakakaranas ng sexual violence. That's as of 2017, sabi ng PSA.
2: Is that trending higher or lower? And how do we contextualize that with President Duterte's notoriously crude statements and sense of humor? Because critics do point out that his sexist and some say misogynistic words also redound to violence against women.
1: We do have data from the PNP and the DSWD. Pero magkaibang sinasabi nila. Sa PNP, bumaba by about 6,000 cases ang violence against women from 2016 to 2017. Pero sa DSWD naman, tumaas by about 1,000 ang cases of violence against women na sinerve nila from 2017 to 2018. Those are what the numbers show. Pero oo, critics have taken the president to task for his remarks, and they do call these a form of violence. But as opinion and perception, these are harder to measure. Or baka pwede rin natin assume na that is factored into the public perceptions and approval ratings. Ironic or dismaying as that may be to some or even many.
2: Okay, maraming salamat Trish Aquino. The methamphetamines market continues to expand in Southeast Asia. That is according to the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime in its newest report. Production of meth is rising while street prices are dropping. And this drop is a sign that the drug is more widely available than before. This despite a record number of seizures of the drug all over the region. Where is this supply coming from? Here is Jeremy Douglas, an expert on the drug trade in Southeast Asia at a UN
0: session last year. So We have the Golden Triangle. It's this kind of part of the Mekong area. Um, so in that area, we have... Still significant opium production. It's the second highest opium production producing area in the world. At the same time, though, we're seeing a shift from traditional opiates to synthetic drugs, mainly methamphetamine, but we're also seeing other kinds of synthetic drugs push into the market. And it's now probably the largest single point geographically in the world producing methamphetamines.
2: The United Nations report also says a wide range of new psychoactive substances, or NPS, have emerged in the region. These include, quote, potent synthetic opioids such as fentanyl. Douglas explains why the shift to synthetic drugs is especially worrying.
0: They pose particular challenges to state security, state sovereignty, and also to public health. So there's a whole gamut of different challenges that come with the shift to synthetics. Um, We see a lot more money being made by organized crime on one side. We see uh, that money being used to corrupt state officials and change the way states are even operating. And then we see an impact on drug users, on the other hand, with drug treatment, which is not made for synthetic drugs.
2: This week, the EU's delegation to the Philippines introduced its Earth Observation Program to the country. They call it Europe's Eyes on Earth. But the exciting thing here is that the knowledge to be driven by this project really belongs to everyone. They call the project Copernicus. It is built around not one, but a constellation of satellites, all of which are generating and collecting data on our world. Now, one of the most spectacular things about the project, The data and information it gathers is free for the public to use. How? And how can we make it work for us? Here's an explanation from the
0: Copernicus YouTube channel. It's a constellation of satellites making millions of daily observations. It builds on a global network of thousands of land, air, and marine-based sensors to create the most detailed pictures of Earth. There are six thematic services. Five are under full free and open access, land, marine, atmosphere, climate,
2: and emergency. There is also a security service to Copernicus, but that one has restricted access. But for everything else, you can get information on land use, land cover, ocean currents and temperature, and air quality, among others. Especially relevant to a disaster-prone country like the Philippines, Copernicus also has an emergency management
0: service. It is one of the tools with which the European Union delivers its assistance to the victims of disasters occurring both in the European Union members' countries and through the world. It addresses disasters caused by natural hazards such as floods, forest fires, earthquakes, tsunamis, volcanic eruptions, landslides, storms, etc, as well as man-made hazards such as industrial accidents or oil spills. Anyone can access these maps and
2: these data. Just head to emergency.copernicus.eu. That's emergency.copernicus.eu. Before we let you go, here is something you need to know, especially now that we are in the onset of summer. Tips to prevent heat stroke from the Department of Health. Limit the time you spend outdoors, drink lots of water, and avoid coffee, tea, soda, and alcohol. Wear a hat and long sleeves outdoors, and schedule heavy activities for the start or the end of the day when it is always much cooler. And that's today's edition of Puma Podcast. For the latest episode, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We would also like to hear from you. Message us with your comments. Maraming salamat po. Hold
1: up!